0: Hello everyone, thank you so much for coming back to On Purpose, the number one podcast in the world. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for taking out time out of your days and nights, whenever you listen, to learn, to grow, to thrive, to choose, to educate, enlighten, and enliven yourselves. And you know that I'm always trying to get guests that I think are coming from a really authentic place. And today's guest is exactly that. I'm so excited to introduce you to our next guest who's an American actor and singer. You may know him from Chuck, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And most recently, he actually plays Shazam in DC's new movie, Shazam. So I'm so excited. Zachary Levi, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Honored to be here, man. Thank you so much for having
1: me. Jay Shetty, everyone, Jay Shetty. Oh God, that is, that's so good. I practice it at, uh, at night, a you lot would, night.
0: You were doing accents earlier too. And I was thinking, wow, this, this is really was good. Was I doing accents? You were. What was I doing? You're doing the Italian. Oh, Italian. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You always have to do it with the hands though. Hands, Otherwise yeah. you're not you've really got doing it. it well. Yeah, you've got it yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, but no, yeah. I'm genuinely, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I'm genuinely so grateful that you're here. I'm, me too. Man. When Thank my you. team and I were looking through your work, your words your insights, the types of things that you choose to speak about, whether you're on interviews or social media, yeah. I feel so aligned and connected to them. Thanks, man. And I was like, one thing I love about this podcast and the reason why we do it is I want to go beyond the actor, beyond yeah. the singer, yeah. beyond what someone does day to day. Into the human being. Into the human being, like you yeah. said, the first thing you said, yeah. Zachary yeah. Levi, the human being. Human so, being, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Zach. I really yeah. appreciate you being Happy here. Happy to man. be here. But yeah, so I, I want to start because what I love is that I feel like the world's just... Getting to learn about you even more and more and more and more right now, and that's very exciting. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean,
1: so you know, I've been I've been blessed enough to be kicking around this town uh, or this business rather for about twenty years. I mean, almost exactly. I started auditioning um, for film and television when I was when I was eighteen. It was April of of nineteen ninety nine, and now it's April of two thousand nineteen, and. It's been a crazy 20 years. I mean, this this town uh, can be incredibly uh, uh, exciting. It can also be incredibly dark, uh, a very difficult place to try and find yourself, particularly when you don't know that you're trying to find yourself, uh, as I've come to find out. <laughs> um, and uh, so to be here now, and, you know, uh, I, I mean, I've always had a really blessed career in that i started working pretty much right away when i was about 18 i started booking gigs um and i've been able to build you know some some bit of uh i don't know a a, a, a social awareness or people um I, I i've been living in the public eye to some extent but this is a whole nother level of of what that is and um and i, I i'll say man i i i think the timing of all of it, and we can get you know into more details of it, obviously. But it's one of the things I talk about so much uh, on my social media is mental health and mm-hmm. um, loving oneself and you know self love, self care, uh, and those are things I didn't really quite understand until I <laughs> didn't want to live anymore a few years ago, and then went and did a super deep dive into therapy and uh, you know had a ton of. Work that I was doing with psychiatrists and psychotherapists, dialectic behavioral therapy, art therapy, meditation therapy, life coaching, like uh, going into the gym, uh, uh, meditation and and uh, and prayer, and uh, t- my friends and family loving me through all of that, and really just saving my own life. And on the heels of that, I got this job, and that is no coincidence, as far as I'm concerned. I think that I the time as a deeply spiritual person who believes in a creator i believe that this was all waiting to happen perhaps uh as things time out in the way that they do i think that they do in in very big ways um and uh in meaningful ways and i think that uh the the timing of me being able to now have this platform uh, is directly tied to to the work that I went and did on my life, so that I can now talk about that work and talk about the importance of it. And uh, it's awesome, man. I'm I'm really grateful that uh, not only that I have this incredible new job and that it's you know changing my life up on a daily basis. I mean, I still walk around, and you know, most people don't know who the heck I am. That's that's totally. Most of the time, I, I I've lived in a reasonable anonymity most of my career, which has been quite an amazing blessing. You know, because I don't know what it's like to be Brad Pitt. I don't know what it's like to be Tom Cruise. I don't know what it's like to not be able to go anywhere without people mobbing you or whatever, or if people do. I don't. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Tom Cruise walks around, and <laughs> people don't mob him either. I have no idea. Uh, maybe you know, with the right set of maybe sunglasses and guys, a hat, yeah. you're, you're good. But. Um, But I do, I've always believed that you be grateful for what you have when you have it. I appreciated that anonymity. If I lose some of that moving into this next phase of my life, then so be it. Uh, I'm happy for the trade-off to be able to now have more of a platform to be able to speak love into the world because I think... I, I do believe that God created me to do what I'm doing, to be an entertainer. I think I have a specific skill set, and I've always had this skill set. Even since I was a little kid, I was very good at entertaining people and and could keep growing at it and figuring it out in ways that I couldn't grow and figure out other things in my <laughs> life, still trying to figure out how to be a better basketball player. But, um, but to be able to... N- to to believe that I was created to do that is one thing, but after having gone through all the therapy and the life-saving stuff that I've done and learned and the self-love that I've learned, um, I really believe more than that. I think God created me to hopefully just be, uh, you know, or really has created all of us to be conduits of love, mm-hmm. conduits of life, conduits of light. And if we can get through our own traumas and our own, pain and our own injuries and find healing in that then it allows us to be even stronger more uh um efficacious uh conduits and so yeah i i, I don't know it's it's all very cool <laughs> i just I, I daily i just daily feel like a deep 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 gratitude like to the point where I, I just start crying sometimes, you know, and it's, incre- it's incredible to go from a place where I felt such deep despair and I was crying from despair to now feeling like I just get, I just tear up feeling nothing but like the deepest of peace and joy and gra- I mean, even now, even just talking about it, I just get overwhelmed. I'm like, I can't believe that this is my life right now. It's so cool. That's
0: awesome, man. That's beautiful. We're three minutes in, and Zachary (laughs) Levi is already talking about self-love. Hell yeah, man! uh, Mental health, going deep in life, talking about humanity. I love that, and and I'm so glad that we've started there. Like this is really like. Usually, usually I'm like, okay, like we're we're like crescendo, like we're (laughs) moving through. How do I get this out of you? And like here we go with Zach, and it's like we're three minutes in, and you're already saying everything that I know. Everyone who's listening right now will will absolutely fall in love with you because that's, that's what this is about. Like this whole community is about that. Now I I want to everything. What's beautiful about what you've just done for us is you've kind of laid out all the things I want to dive into today. So, so I love that because everyone's got a feel for who you are now already. And, and I want you to be able to tell that story in depth because I'm guessing, and I love what you said there, that when you were crying out of despair and now you're crying out of gratitude, those two different, I'm also guessing that because of your faith, and and I don't want to put words in your mouth, no, no, but I was gonna because of your faith, because of your search for meaning in your own life, yeah. that even those tears, how far were they from helplessness versus how far were they hopeful? Like where were you in that space when you were really in that middle? How how much were they helpless, but how much were they full of hope?
1: Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, t- to be honest, most of my life I've been a pretty optimistic and hopeful person, but there's been there have been seasons. Excuse me. There have been seasons of life that have just destroyed me, and 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 sometimes I wasn't even aware that they were destroying me. In fact, I think a lot of the times we're not really aware of the destruction that's going on, uh, and a lot of that we play a big part in. You know, I, I think I think a lot of the destruction that we feel in our life is self motivated, is self destructive. We don't know that we're doing that. We're we're. We're trying to feel like we belong. We that we have worth. I think from the literally the minute we come into this world. I mean, even though we're not quite aware of it when we're that young, but you know, we're we're looking for cues from our parents. We're looking for cues from our friends, our family, our our school, our society. Wh- who am I? Do I have worth in this world? And unfortunately, I think. Uh, most people's parents are not qualified to be able to even help them truly understand a lot of these concepts because they were never taught, which then makes all mental health, as far as I'm concerned, a completely generational thing. These are just handed down year after year after year. So my, uh, I think that I was given a strong enough will and spirit and ego, if you will, Uh, talking about like sapiens and all that, you know, like the ego that we build, which is our survival mechanism, you know, and we get banged around and it's denting us and it's forming this thing. But, you know, um, I, I survived and I survived pretty well. And I found entertainment as a way of survival. I found love through entertainment. If I could make somebody laugh, and I could get those applause, I found, I was like, oh, there's my purpose. Mm. I have value now because I can make this person applaud or give them a good time or whatever. But, you know, when the applause dies down, it becomes a very lonely life. Uh, And then you try to fill that loneliness with uh, all manner of things. So I think for a long time, though I was optimistic and though my faith, um, which is kind of rooted mainly in Christianity, although I would say my Christianity feels much more Buddhist than Baptist, Um, I, I think that I always, I always had faith, a deep, a deep faith, um, and therefore a deep hope with that faith. But under all of that even, or let's say above all of that, I don't know, I don't know which current was, you know, which one's (laughs) sitting on the other, but, um there was a tremendous amount of despair. There's a tremendous amount of hopelessness um, because I still didn't quite understand what it meant to just love myself. And I think that's one of the, I mean, honestly, that's why I can't stop talking about it because after having gone through what I've gone through, I i really genuinely believe that it's probably the biggest root issue that we have in the world, in Amen. the world. Amen, absolutely. World leaders right now, pick a country. <laughs> our country <laughs> here other places the there there are people who are in positions of power and they're in positions of power because they've been chasing worth mm-hmm. they don't they don't know how bereft they are of their own self-worth they have been flexing power and you know making moves and feeling oh if i make enough money mm-hmm. if i have enough power and if i have enough money look at some of the biggest you know CEOs or or most you know wealthy people in the world I think they're probably some of, and we, you hear these things all the time, like, well, you know, the most successful people in the world are some of the loneliest or whatever. And you go, yeah, 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 yeah great. I would take billions of dollars over, <laughs> over, you know, whatever, that, whatever the alternative is. Mm. Um, but I, I, I really do think that uh, so many of them, even though they might not even realize it, are hopeless. They don't realize that they are terrified deep down inside that even their billions or trillions or whatever they've got it's still not going to give them any actual real value going into whatever is beyond this world or even while you're here in this world, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that that was a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> a little bit of a tangent, but going back though, what I was experiencing, although again, like you unpack a lot of this stuff in therapy, but you know, I, I grew up in a home where my mom was uh, a, a, a beautiful and crazy intelligent a uh, vibrant dynamic woman who honestly probably could have done anything she could have been a uh, ceo of a fortune 500 she could have been a, do- a doctor a lawyer whatever she was she was an incredible force um that unfortunately was you know that grew up in a home where her mother psychologically abused her and her siblings and we knew that a little bit growing up but you know we you just hear mom you know honestly just like yelling about how her mom was such a horrible mom. And it's, it's a difficult thing when you're growing up now with a mom who didn't understand the damage that that did to her. And so she just carried on that abuse. And she was very psychologically abusive to me and my sisters, not knowing that she was. Uh, and that was one of the biggest things I learned in therapy was as I was forgiving myself and understanding how to forgive my mom, because I just started visualizing the five year old version of my mom getting you know, hit or literally left on the side of the road when they were, you know, on some family road trip. and my my grandma was mad at her and was like kicked her out of the car and left her there for hours. And you start realizing how much trauma, like we we've all we all experience trauma. Trauma isn't just like some really crazy hardcore thing that like, oh, you got like blunt force trauma to the head. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're dealing with these things on a regular basis on a daily basis sometimes. And my mom was madly traumatized by my grandmother and and she never went and got the help that she needed to get. And so that just got worse and worse and worse and worse. And the life that I grew up with in my family really, really messed me up more so than I ever gave it credit for because my ego was strong enough to keep me going. It kept me going. I was surviving and I was surviving. It's incredible how evolutionarily we've been able to create this whole persona and survive through this stuff. But as a lot of people will tell you, and whether that's like a midlife crisis or whatever it is, you know, you get to a place and mine was, you know, I basically got to, I I, I, I had a, a gnarly childhood growing up. I uh, didn't realize just how much that affected me and my ability to love myself and therefore love others. I ended up uh, getting married and divorced in a very short amount of time to a girl that I... Uh, thought I was deeply, madly in love with, and I still have a tremendous amount of love for, Um, but we were two, I think, uh, broken people, you know, finding each other, which is what happens in a lot of relationships, I think, because if you haven't done the self-work and you don't know that you needed to do that self-work, then you're going to keep attracting the wrong person and they're going to be attracting you as the wrong person and so on and so forth. And so, Uh, then I ended up getting, uh, that was a, that was a really, really dark period of my life. And then I got divorced and then months later, you know, in this, within the same year, my mom died very unexpectedly, although she and I didn't really have a relationship for about 10 years by that point. And, um, and it was really, you know, I, I, I mourned for a couple of days when she died. Uh, but I then kind of, you know, I was, I was okay. Or I thought I was okay. I thought I had dealt with it. Um. And then, you know, work this business again, it's a really gnarly business and it can really knock you around and beat you up. And, uh, and then I made this move to Texas, uh, because I've had all of these crazy, amazing dreams of, well, I think amazing, (laughs) who knows if they pan out, but, um, to go build, I mean, uh, (laughs) to go build a film studio. That's also a a resort that's also a commune. That's also like, like literally I, I just, I want to make a better world. And I think that we can do that, uh, if we all want it and we have to just want it bad enough. And I think that if you have a, uh, a, a platform to maybe go and try and do that, and you've got some means and some finances to go and maybe build a new type of community that can be an example of how we can get back to knowing each other and loving each other and trusting each other and, communing again with one another and knowing your neighbor and, you know, kids running around and parents not feeling like that to helicopter parent them all the time and all of that stuff. So anyway, that all brought me to Texas, but then I got there and then I felt after many years of feeling very optimistic and feeling a deep faith, I felt quite abandoned by God, to be honest. I felt like all of the things that led me there, uh, then left me alone and, uh, left me sitting alone and, and, very deeply hopeless and um and that was right around my 37th birthday and and uh i yeah i just i didn't really understand what the point of life was anymore i felt like i had fought really hard to go and be a good person to go and love people to be an example to try and use my my platform and privilege for good and i felt like all of that amounted to me now being completely alone and completely hopeless and um and thank God, uh, you know, I had friends and family that were there and kind of holding my hand and propping me up through some really, really dark moments and times. And then I found this place uh, that w- I think was an essentially initially created to be a place where CEOs of very large companies could that were dealing with major burnout, major depression, major anxieties uh, could go and just you know uh get some major deep healing and um and i went and it was three weeks of just like the most intense um i got there and you know i fell through the door of that place it was like i got to 37 and i just fell through the door of therapy and i said i don't know who i am or i don't think i know who i am because i don't know how it got me here so i need to know who i am and i need to know how i got here and i need to make sure that i that never happens again because i don't want to die but i don't really feel i don't understand why why should keep li- living. And, um, and through all of those things that I was saying earlier, all those various forms of therapy and, um, uh, psychiatry and, uh, and even, and again, like, you know, doing yoga twice, twice a week and Pilates twice a week and at the gym for it, you know, because that's all incredibly crucial to our mental and emotional well-being. Um, those things all essentially, and the prayer of, of this, uh, particularly this one woman who, Um, kind of, and I I don't think it's any coincidence that God has brought these people into my life uh, throughout my journey, but there have been women, older maternal women, that have come along through my journey that have been those surrogate mothers for me when my mother wasn't my mother and couldn't be my mother. And uh, and this woman prayed me back to life. And uh, between that and all of the tools that I was learning about, you know, <laughs> learning about how bad my self-talk was, you know, that's something that I don't think a lot of people even quite understand. How important it is of how you speak to yourself. Let's dive into that. Let's, let's do that. Di- yeah, let's yeah. dive
0: into that. No, and and when I'm listening to you. Sorry, by the way, I am no, incredibly <laughs> verbose and tangential, FYI. It's <laughs> so great. I'll it's, just keep going unless you. It's unless you great. No, 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 up. and I, and I won't because I I love listening because I think that's important too. Sure, I, it as, is. As, sure. You know, I think yeah. as much as as much as it is important for me to guide, I I also like to listen and yeah. see where you're taking yeah. it because, and this is this is advice to anyone who's listening to a friend or a family member you learn more when you listen. Yeah. And I'm learning so much more about you than I could have ever gained if I was talking, <laughs> sure. which, which is awesome. When I'm listening to you though, what I find is that today I'm sitting in front of someone who I find is extremely passionate, feels that they're living their calling, feels yeah. that they're doing what they were born to do, yeah. which yeah. is very different from the self that you're sh- displaying or sharing that you were before. Yeah. And so what I want to dive into, we'll, we'll dive into the self-talk too, yeah, yeah, but what yeah. I want to dive into is, let's take you back to that six-year-old boy yeah. who was getting excited by dance, singing, acting, but at the same time had this home experience that you were describing with your mother at the time. Yeah. Is that when singing, dancing, and acting became that outlet, became that expression, became that connect, which you weren't getting at home? Is that when it was, or was it was it actually just something that came naturally? I mean, I think... I, 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 I can't imagine that there's
1: not some correlation to what my childhood was, and and then ultimately where I found outlet. Um, I I was the middle boy between two sisters. Uh, my dad wasn't in the picture. I was I was literally just like uh, uh, floating in a sea of estrogen, like it was my sisters, my mom, my two aunts, my cousin Nikki who's like our third sister, my grandma, family outings were, you know, going to JCPenney's and shopping. I mean, that that's what that's what it felt like. And um so as a as a middle kid, you're looking to, you know, have a voice and have a, an identity of your own. That's one thing. Uh, you know, being the only boy, I was constantly having to kind of create my own worlds of of imagination and entertainment and um and you know and not really having parents like my dad was gone my mom God bless her and God rest her soul she she had a lot of issues and she wasn't the best she was really incredible as a mom in some respects and I'm really grateful for those things that she did for example like she was way ahead of the curve when it came to uh like a, a naturopathic lifestyle we were taking vitamins and. Uh, uh, like barley green and not having sugared cereal or soda when we were kids. And when all the other kids are like, you don't have cocoa puffs. and I was like, <laughs> I know it's the worst, but I'm so grateful that my mom knew and cared about all that stuff well before the curve, because I don't now have problems dealing with my sugar levels and obesity in ways that a lot of other people have been addicted to this stuff for so long. Cause sugar is a, a crazy addiction. Anyway, again, tangential. <laughs> um, but So yeah, man, I I think I was always just trying to, and I was, and I always had like a super vibrant imagination and I was a super, super energetic, spazzy kid. So all of those things just, oh, sorry. And then because I didn't, we didn't really have a tremendous amount of, let's say, parental supervision or whatever. You know, the television became and 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 then also my video games through the television became worlds that I explored and lived in and loved. And so I was already being influenced by all of my favorite cartoons and TV shows. And those became I don't know that they were my friends necessarily, but I loved them and I wanted to emulate them and I wanted to be a part of them. So all of those things, I think, kind of put me into the, the place for that. Having. Um, having a household where I, though I didn't know it at the time where I wasn't, where I didn't understand self love, where I didn't, where I didn't know that I wasn't feeling fully loved or fully, uh, worthy of the life that I was living as a kid. You don't, these are all very subconscious things. Um, but certainly I'm sure that led to part of me going and wanting to, find that in strangers find that in the approval literally the approval of people going and sitting in seats in a theater and applauding me at the end of a play or laughing at the jokes throughout it that all of a sudden like I was saying before gave me uh not just an outlet for all of this other stuff but it gave me the validation that I so desperately was seeking and needing which is by the way what almost every actor that comes to hollywood is dealing with on some level cuz why the heck are you trying to go and
0: make all these totally. strange and how happy? do we balance that like i love the fact that we're talking about this because how do we balance that so we all love from a genuine place also making other people happy yeah we all need appreciation in our life we all need to feel some level of significance and some level that we matter that that our work and our words has an impact on others yeah where have you found that balance between not letting other people's opinions and approval lead or mislead you versus when is it right and okay to feel that. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Oh, like, I totally. Like, I mean, like, let me I'll I'll let let you know when your, I want to hear that. I want to hear your so Process. Like, where are you finding that balance between knowing that we all like it's the same with me? Like when I make a video, yeah. of course I want people to connect with it. Of yeah. course I want people to resonate with it because that's also my service it's my offering it's it's where I get to be an instrument yeah. and it's where I get to feel useful yeah. but at the same time if you only let the likes and the views and the shares and the reviews of movies guide how you feel about yourself that's where I found it that's my balance it's like yeah. it's like I should know how I feel about So I say happiness or self-love to me. And I'd love to your definition. Yeah. My definition of self-love is how I feel about myself when I'm by myself. Yeah. Right. Like that's sure. my definition of self-love. Yes. Yeah. What's your, what's your definition of self-love and how does it start?
1: Well, I think similar, I, I think probably very similar. I mean, I, I didn't realize how much I didn't like hanging out with myself, uh, until I went to this really incredible life-saving therapy. I thought I did. I mean, people would talk about self-love all the time. I was like, I love me. I feel <laughs> with me. I feel good, you know? But, it's, but I didn't realize that when I would be quiet, when I would just be with me, mm. I was always looking for the... Th- I, w- I would go play video games, yeah. you know? But that's not really spending time with yourself. Like you're no. you're now a simulated version of you in some cool world on another planet, shooting aliens or whatever. But that's not really spending time with yourself. No. And I but I've always been a very very deep thinker and feeler. So I've spent a lot of time in thought. It just wouldn't necessarily be about me, and it wouldn't be uh, uh, kind to me. My self talk again, that I thought was just normal, when I would screw up, when I wouldn't do things the way that I thought they should be done, and this was all based on the way I was programmed, bad programming by my parents, um, I would destroy myself in my mind. And when I talked to these folks in therapy and they were like, why do you talk to yourself that way? And I go, well, because of this, that, and the other. And they go, well, would you ever, if, if your friend did something that you thought wasn't great, would you talk to them that way? And I was like, I would never, I would never talk to them that way. And then why would you talk to yourself that way? And it, I don't know why I'd never put that together, but it leveled me. I was like, I I guess because I genuinely don't like myself. I genuinely don't love myself. So what self-love is, I mean, I, I, it's a very difficult thing to kind of define, I suppose, but because there's so much around it. But I would say that, to love yourself is to hopefully, finally, and by the way, and it's a daily thing because we can go back and forth on it, right? It's not like, oh, it's that's solved, and we're done, <laughs> and we can move on. It's a process. It's a journey, and you always have to check in with yourself. and I think that you know for me it's it's been a matter of you know one of the things i I, I spend time in prayer in the morning and I spend time in prayer at night, and that's kind of my meditative time as well. and Um, you know, I, and, and, and a regular part of those prayers is thanking God for my heart, my mind, and my body, because these are all things that I have ridiculed, uh, in various ways over the years and not embraced and not been great, grateful for a gratitude is one of, to me, the most powerful, uh, balms for your soul, for your heart, for your mind uh, to start with that and to say wherever I'm at right now, thank you for what who I am and and where I'm at and um and to appreciate that and be okay with where you are right now. Mm. If you can be okay with where you are right now, you can really start to love yourself. if you're not ne- if you're not okay with where you are right now, it's very difficult to Im- to then love yourself because it, they're they're working it, it, they're, it, they're con- contradicting one another, yeah. you know, and how to balance that, I mean, I mean, one of the things I've never—I uh, don't have like notifications on my uh, social media. I've mm-hmm. never—I—I mm-hmm. I, I started social media at a time where I was already living in the public eye, so uh, th- that's you kind of get inundated, you know, with with that many followers. And um, so, fortunately, I've never lived. My world has never been one where I was uh, um, constantly looking for the likes. Um, I, I, I always, even when I was unhealthy and didn't know it, I, I always knew in the back of my mind, uh, that that's not a healthy way to be living your life. You can't, Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're posting things and you're constantly checking to see who, who checked in and who liked it and whatever. And by the way, not that I'm, uh, 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 completely faultless and all that. Certainly there's times I'll post something and I'll go back and say, I wonder who's, I wonder who's chimed in or whatever, you know? Um, but I have never never, uh, found my worth there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but, uh, I have definitely tried, you know, I've looked for and found my worth in, in my work in, you know, uh, how am I doing good work? I mean, I, I thought I was failing my life for a long time because all of the jobs that I had done never really put me into yeah. the next echelon or, you know, that higher level where I was with all the cool kids, doing all the cool kid movies and a part of those conversations, I was always, I just always felt like I was on the outside looking in. Yeah. And that wrecked me on a regular basis. I always felt like I wasn't doing something right or I yeah. wasn't good enough or.
0: And um, I think that's the question. Like when I'm listening to you, that, that's the question to me, It's, it's when you're doing something, do you feel fulfilled by doing it in and of itself? Or are you only gaining fulfillment when someone applauses, right? Like that's yeah. that differentiation, yeah. that that self awareness, and for me, self awareness is like the heart of self love. Yeah, because just yes. getting to that point to know yourself, to, know yourself, to love yourself, yeah, to yes. know yourself yeah. first and then to love yourself because you can't love someone you don't know. No, right? Like I can't. Well, say-
1: Well, go on. I know. What you, I know what you're saying, and I and I agree. I don't know that you you, you can't you can't fully appreciate or yeah. or or love. To fully love yourself means to love even all of the failure. Correct. Even all of the, all of the, all so of to, it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I do think on a general, broad philosophical sense, we 100% can and need to love those that we don't know. Oh,
0: that 100%. That, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that, that, that's all. No, no. I 100% from a humanity standpoint, I'll give yeah, you yeah. an example of what I mean. Like today you walk through the door. Yeah. And I love you for being a human. And I love you for what I've learned about you nice. in preparing for this. Ditto. 100%. <laughs> but I can't love you fully because I haven't got to know you. Whereas the more I get to know you in this interview, the more I fall in love with you.
1: Thanks, Does man. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah? And, and that's what oh, I yeah. mean, that even with no, ourselves. Knowledge makes the, the love deeper. Correct. For that's sure. what I mean. For sure. yeah, That's what yeah, I'm coming yeah, for. Yeah, like yeah. when
0: you're subconsciously. Well, that's empathy. Lo- yeah, exactly. That's empathy.
1: You know, but But again, but, and how interesting though, is that then take it another step, which is certainly the the more you might get to know somebody the the deeper you can love them but that's only if you that's only predicated on how de- how deep you know and love yourself Self, first correct 100% which is so like i really thought i was somebody who loved people really deeply and i did by the way i i've always been a a God, I'm so grateful that he gave me a heart that for a long time, by the way, really screwed with a lot of parts of my life. It made me a very sensitive uh, uh, a kid that you know, I would, I would get really wrecked about certain things that would happen in the world that had nothing to do with me. Mm. And I would just, I would literally feel the pain of people in other parts of the world. Or, I mean, to be perfectly honest, like, like India, for example, I can't wait to go to India. And I'm also dreading going to India because there's a part of me that feels like I'm going to go walk around in those streets and I will be devastated because I will see these kids and these lower castes. And I will be like, where is this, where is the justice? Mm. Where is the love for these people? Where's the love for the unlovable? That stuff just wrecks me. But I have always had that deep, a deep love for people. I didn't realize how much deeper I could love people. And by the mm. way, and not even deeper, but also in healthier, yes, more focused ways. If you're just a raw, if you're just raw love and you're just Feeling that can be powerful, but you but you're not perhaps accomplishing as much as you could with that love. And if you can go and then work on yourself and tighten all this and get this strong, and then not just be overwhelmed and screwed up every time something happens, then you can have more of a an even, uh, steady, focused, strong, effective love. I think in the world, and that's where I think I'm now. Hopefully, going into that phase of my life. Uh, you know, coupled with wherever my platform might lead me. But yeah. um, wait, yeah. but you had said something up earlier and I'm trying to remember what- Take your time. No, 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 no. Well, I can't. What? <laughs> yeah. We were talking about knowing yourself, loving yourself. Yeah, I mean, I no, I don't know. I'll, I'll think of it if we yeah, get back to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and
0: that's what I think everyone who's listening right now, I think is going to take a lot of a lot of confidence from the fact that the way you're opening up the way you're sharing your journey and challenges and everything i'm i'm hoping that everyone who's listening or watching right now is listening going oh my god i'm i'm there too or i've been there too and this is a common experience across the board like getting to a yeah. point in life and going i don't know who i am yeah. i don't know what i'm doing oh, yeah. i don't know if i love myself like these are all such normal things like, we're all going through everyone. Uh, everyone. and and you reminded me when you were mentioning this point about being in your solitude in space this yeah. this study that i love that i share that talks about how when men and women were given the choice of either being alone with their thoughts for 15 minutes or give themselves an electric shock, and 60% of men chose an electric shock, and 30% of women chose an electric shock. Yeah. And when they were asked afterwards, it was because they didn't want to be alone with their thoughts. Yeah. So we're all in that. So now I want to dive into, so I, everyone who's listening right now, we've all been there. Yeah. We all find distractions, whether it's video games, whether it's movies, whether it's Netflix, whatever it is, we're all trying to relationships, find distractions. Relationships, oh my God. All relationships is one of the biggest. Definitely. Yeah. I, I just made a video a couple of weeks ago where I was talking about if you find someone in your loneliness, you often attract emptiness. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you've got that in you and therefore that attracts totally. back. Yeah. So I want to dive into you because meditation, prayer, and mm. therapy yeah. are three tools that you really live by and stand by. Yeah, I want to hear about each of those from you, including the self-talk element of how those key foundational principles, and you mentioned yoga and Pilates earlier too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to hear about those kind of like building blocks that have helped you change and transform and grow.
1: Yeah. I mean, so therapy to me was probably the most important initial uh, uh part of it all, because you can do a lot of meditation and prayer, but if you're um if you're a, oh like you like, like in Japan, you know how in japan uh there's this tradition of if, if a bowl breaks, mm-hmm. they put it back together with gold, right, and you can see uh these, these the veins of gold to the and really makes it a beautiful piece you don 't just throw the bowl away, you put it all back together, so I feel like the therapy was the gold that was putting it all, galvanizing me back together, making me whole again. And again, supplemented by and helped by the meditation and prayer around that. But if you, if your head's not right, if you don't see reality the way that reality actually is, and therefore, and who you are and how you fit into reality, prayer and meditation are going to help treat symptoms, but I don't know that they're going to get to the root of digging up all of that bad, bad programming, you know, uh, moreover, and I, and I don't mean this to be offensive to anyone. In fact, I find, I, I find it to be quite, um, um, inclusive. Uh, we're all mentally ill. (laughs) I personally feel like mental health is something we all deal with. It's, it's, we, we all have, we unfortunately look at mental health, uh, if we put health uh, with physical physical health, nobody has any problems talking about any of it. In fact, there's a whole broad spectrum. Physical health is anywhere, or like if you're if you're physically ill, uh, that can mean anything from the common cold to cancer. And if you say that I'm ill, no one's like, oh God, you know. They're going, oh gosh, what's you know what's going on with you? Uh, there's not a stigma that's necessarily attached to that. Nobody's judging you necessarily for what's going on in your physical well-being. All of a sudden, you fl- you switch out me- mental for physical, and you say mental illness. And the only thing that—I mean, now, thank God, we're coming to a much better place in society. But for the longest time, mental illness was straight jacket, rubber room, you're crazy, that's it. Mm-hmm. We have to start reassessing that massively and understand that to be mentally ill, uh, to to use, a, 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 uh, I, I think, a, a dental analogy probably is the best I've come up with. All of us have cavities from time to time. Mm-hmm. All of us deal with mental illness, little cavities in our heads. And and that can be literally how you start your day and, you, you, you pass somebody on the street and they did a thing and that affected you. And now you're allowing it to affect you. And now that started a little cavity in your brain and you got to root that thing out. And for some of us, we're much better uh, uh, at being able to attend to that stuff. Sometimes we don't. And then that cavity becomes a much bigger cavity. And then all of a sudden you need a root canal some of us out there in the world, I needed a major root canal. The way that I saw myself and the way that I saw how I fit into this world needed to be rooted out of my brain big time. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I could do that, going back to the dental analogy, once the dentist could get in there and clean all that crap out and then you know fix that and seal that, well, then it was a matter of uh, maintaining. Going, exa- maintaining that and, uh, and, and loving myself and, uh, through all of that. And that's where I find the meditation and prayer. And I, and I kind of, to me, prayer and meditation are kind of synonymous. I, I my prayer time is my meditative time. Uh, occasionally I will do actual, just straight, you know, kind of, um, mindfulness meditation or centering prayer, which is very similar where you either just focus on your breath or you focus on one word and you kind of have that mantra and you go through that to really just, Calm it all down, calm the mechanism. Cause we live in a world that is so go, 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 go. And it is completely not what our biological, evolutionary uh, uh, kind of path has been. I mean, we were hunter gatherers, going back to like Yuval and yeah. Sapiens and stuff like that. By the way, reading that book helped me because that context and perspective I think is so important in understanding who you are and how you fit into this world and and, why you got there and why you got there. Exactly. So, so, uh, you know, so I will still have some actual meditation, like proper meditation, but my prayer time coming before the creator and on my knees and, and, and asking to be able to walk always in humility, gratitude, and trust. Those three words, are the, to me, the foundation and cornerstone of my entire life. And me too. Yeah, man. I love that. Yeah, yeah man. That. In fact, I was thinking about getting HGT tattooed <laughs> somewhere on me. I don't know. I'm still working on it. I don't have any tattoos, but
0: I, I think I might at some time, uh, yeah. at some point. but I think, I think that's th- an awesome description. Thanks, man. I love that. I love the dental analogy. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love it. I think it's yeah. brilliant. And I, and I think what you're saying is so true that we sometimes think of meditation and prayer as, as the be all and end all of our, Transformation, yeah. but actually, initially, it requires that step of really uprooting, really rewiring yeah. the ego, doing the work of just oh, killing the ego, deepest self reflection. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and meditation, and prayer, of course, aid that. Yeah. But then they become that they become that momentum that keeps it going. Right? They're the daily cleaning. Yeah. they're The daily cleansing. And some daily people, purifying. by the way, and
1: some people are are really blessed where they they grow up in a household where their parents gave them a great foundation of mental health they gave them a great foundation of knowing that they're loved completely unconditionally or or yeah, un- yeah. right yeah. unconditionally yeah yeah unconditionally yeah, <laughs> yeah i was like all of a sudden i was like wait what what is that definition yeah. um yeah where it didn't matter if they you know my, in my home if i accidentally dropped a glass and it broke on the ground if my mom who as it turned out was a borderline personality If my mom happened to be in a good mood, it was like, oh, that's fine, honey. If she was in a bad mood, it was the end of the world. Now, Mm. I didn't realize that every time she snapped at us and yelled at us or smacked us or whatever that was, I mean, not like smacked us, but, you know, would give us a swat on the, on the ass or something. Those things were all leading me to having literal trauma switches in my head so that every time I, then I drop a glass and break something, I beat the shit out of myself. I beat myself up when I would do that. So I needed to. Those are all those little things where I needed to reprogram, literally rewire the operating system that my mom had given me when I was a kid. I needed a, a an updated operating system, and I think that's what therapy really, hopefully, allows us to do. If you're born into a home where you're given a pretty good operating system, then meditation and, and prayer. Maybe all you need, at least for quite some time, until you maybe have more trauma or more abuse or whatever, where you need some more help. But for me, the therapy helped to clean that, uproot that, all that, and the the um, daily practice of going uh, and literally falling before God and just wanting to uh, uh, remain in reality. Knowing who I am, knowing knowing that my worth has nothing to do with how successful I become or don't become. That there are there is purpose for me in this world, and that's where I think the trust part comes in. You know, if you're not a very spiritual person or you don't believe in a creator or a higher being or whatever, um, I perhaps you trust in something else. I don't know. For me, it's a matter of trusting that I don't have all the answers. I don't know where my journey is going to go. I don't know how I'm going to be used in this world and in this life, but I'm going to trust that as long as I keep doing this work, the really the only important work, that if I do this, then everything else will happen the way that it's supposed to happen. And uh, that gives me a tremendous amount of peace throughout the journey as well.
0: Yeah. I love that, man. And, And I think you're right. I think we all need to trust timing the process yeah. universe oh like my gosh. Creator, like there oh you have gosh. to patience. find patience patience, patience, patience patience right that you've been living in your life and i definitely know that in my life too when i went off to become a monk at 22 and you know that the reaction from all my friends and family was well you're never going to get a job again. Like you know you're going to be years behind. And I w- and all of those things of like, well, where's where's your future going to go? yeah and and for me, it was no, I trust that this is the best investment of my time, that this time that I'm going to be spending in meditation and self-growth and awareness and destruction of my ego and all of that is the best thing I could be doing right now, yeah. And, and almost all we can do is trust the present and trust what we're doing right now. Yeah. Because we all don't know what's going to happen in five, 10, 15 years.
1: No, so, no. Yeah. And in fact, I, I it's so, cr- I mean, it's easy for me to say, I'm in I'm in a position now where I, I, I'm literally living in the some of the most rarefied air that anyone could ever live in to be, you know, the, the titular role in a superhero franchise. And uh, this 20 years of incredibly blessed life, like it's not lost on me that, People say, man, you know, I'm so, I'm so happy for you. You really deserve it. And I'm always like, I appreciate that. And I know what you mean by the sentiment, but I actually disagree because I don't know that anybody deserves this. I mean, look at all the incredible people that have unbelievable hearts and minds that are living in third world countries that have nothing. They deserve it. Th- those people are doing everything that they can just to survive. So I don't know that anybody deserves any of this, but had I known what my life was going to be like right now, a year and a half ago before, I, like if, if somehow, uh, you know, the crystal ball said, Oh, don't worry. You know, all the, all the things you're worrying about right now. No, no, don't worry. Cause what's going to happen is you're going to do this and that's going to happen blah, 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 and now you're going to be there. Well, that would have been pretty incredible, but would have been, would have been even better is if, uh, you know, a, a year and a half ago, two years ago, I would have just known to trust, to be patient with where this is going because I can't I wouldn't change anything. A year and a half ago, there's so many things in my past in my in my past that I would have changed in order to maneuver to get somewhere that I felt like would have been a better place for my life. But now that I am where I am, where I'm sitting, where I'm sitting, I literally wouldn't have changed anything. I wouldn't have changed the trauma that my mom put me through. I wouldn't change anything about the abuse that I went through because had I not gone through that, then I wouldn't be able to sit here literally right now talking to you and hopefully talking to people out there and saying, you're okay. We're okay. We can get through this. This is something that we all are dealing with. It's unfortunate that abuse and trauma and mental illness are being passed down generationally, but... You, it can be helped. It can be fixed. We can love ourselves, and we can love each other. We can go make the world so groovy if we can just get this out. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to talk about it as deeply, or as passionately, or as authentically had I not gone through
0: all of that stuff prior. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. And being patient with that. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm so yeah. glad you've you've driven that. I mean, you're like on fire right now. By the way, okay. like, as it just, it's it's so great to hear you drive that message home because I feel all of us need to be open to the plan. Like you can get to where you want in life, just not in the way you imagine it. And that's the challenge that because it doesn't look like your imagination, you don't want to walk down that road. Yeah. Right. It's like you want, right. You (laughs) want it to look this perfect way or a certain way. And I've done that in my life where I thought that success or happiness looked like this. And then when what I was faced with was completely the opposite. Yeah. It was scary to walk down that path. And the same as what you're saying. Like, I don't think we we I don't think we want to blame this on our parents. I don't think we want to blame it on and I don't hear that from yeah, you at all. Yeah. You don't want to blame it on any of those things because those building blocks are going to give you the journey you need to help more people too. Hopefully. Because this is going to be a common experience. Yeah. It's going to be a shared experience. Yeah. And you can only help someone if you've been there before.
1: Well, and that's why it's important, I think, that people, you know, particularly when it comes to mental health, we need to, we need to be. Brave enough to be vulnerable enough with our journey and our testimony. Well, you're because doing it, man. That well, I appreciate that, but I, I, it's, it's not even. I don't even feel like it's an option. I, I, it's, it's, it is completely like it's God. It is, it is. Uh, I, 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 I literally like it. It excites me so much that I have that I personally have gone through what I've gone through in order to be able to go talk about this stuff because I. There's so there are so many people out there that are that that are um, that look I see them on Twitter and on on Instagram on a regular basis people that are going through so much that are that are feeling quite lost quite alone and that's why I spend as much time as I do on my social media uh, because I feel like yes it's on one hand one of the most destructive things that's ever come across all of us, you know, we get lost in it. People are, it's creating mental illness in a lot of people, but we can use it for such powerful good and being able to reach out and say, yes, I deal with this. I have dealt with this. And by the way, we're all dealing with it. Everyone is dealing with it. Like it, no one is immune to, well, maybe the Dalai Lama. I don't know, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, 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 because this
0: is how our brains work. This is how our hearts yeah. work. We and want the wiring is so old school right? Like, as in, it's so embedded into the way we're wired that it takes time to unwire that and unravel that. Like if something's happened for thousands of years, right? It's going to take a considerable amount of time to rewire that. It's like you don't just unwire something. If something's been tangled in your closet for for days, how long does it take? Or if your room's been messy and unclean. Yeah, you just throw it out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Which you can't do with yourself and you don't want to do with yourself. And so and, and I love how open you've been about it. A few interviews that uh, we looked at and saw with you talking about how, you know, comparison on social media and comparing yourself to your peers, yeah. which is such a big thing. And you were open about the fact that when your character first uh, gets killed off in Thor yeah. and talking about how like that felt like a bad moment, but actually now with yeah. what you're getting to do, you realize that actually it was just preparing you for something much bigger. Exactly. And right? this, this is exactly why you're going back to what we're talking about, about, about patience and trust trusting
1: that even though you might not understand or agree with what is happening in your life right now, if you can, look, if you're not trusting, you're flailing. You are, that's where anger can come in. That's where doubt comes in. That's where fear comes in. That's where anxiety comes in. I I didn't realize how much anxiety I dealt with probably my entire life. I didn't know that that feeling that I felt on a regular basis was anxiety until I went to therapy and I was like, oh my God, that's what anxiety that this is what I've been dealing with for so long. Um, Had I known like when I was doing that, that last Thor um, yeah, it was, it was a bummer. I mean, I, you know, I felt like I was, I was so stoked that I made it into the superhero world and then just to kind of, you know, for it to do that. Like there wasn't much to do. And I was definitely feeling a little salty and a little uh, a little down on myself and a little like, okay, well, I guess that's it. I guess I'll go have to pivot and figure out something else in my career or whatever that's going to be. But again, had I known... <laughs> Had I known that, you know, um, if anybody's like, no, no, Zach, don't worry about it. Cause you're going to, you're going to die here. But then, in a, you know, two years from now, that means that you're just going to be reborn in the DC universe. I mean, obviously that would have made me feel much better back then, but I don't think that's how life works mm. because it's, if we know what is going to come, then we don't ultimately appreciate what that's going to be. We need to go through these valleys in order to appreciate those
0: mountaintops. 100%. It's, it, and that's a, and we go, we don't grow to become that. In the best way, and, either, and
1: right? that, and you don't get the growth. Yeah. If you don't go through the hardship where you have to actually come to the end of yourself and trust and be patient and know that I don't know, I don't know what's coming, but I'm going to be grateful for what I have and I will trust in where this path is leading me. Then you don't get the growth, and the growth is the most important part. You could become the biggest, most famous, most rich person in the world, but if you have not grown during any of that, then all of it's meaningless. I want to be. You know, you said earlier. I, I love the alliteration. I don't know if you use it, but when you start every interview, but what was it? An en, en, enlightened, enlivened, and uh, there was another word you said. That I can't remember. Educator and educated. Or empowered. educated mm. eh, yeah, all of, educated mm. and empowered. Mm. All of those things. That is the real rich richness, the the riches of life. Like I, I again, I know it's. It, it might even sound a little trite. Somebody in my position saying like you know it's not about the fame or the popularity or whatever because i'm somebody who now has who has that and has had that and is has done very well financially in my life um and i'm not saying and i'd give it all up if i could but in some ways yeah i suppose i would in some ways there's a there's deep down in me to know to know the to know the depth of of the joy and the peace and the gratitude that i feel now on the other side of the darkness yeah. because of the darkness. Yeah. If I didn't experience that darkness, if I didn't, if I didn't ever sit in my room cr- literally crying out to God to help me, to save me, to, to show me the way because I was so lost, um, what I feel today I wouldn't be feeling. You, you get to the place, you get to you, and it's not even the destination. I mean, because, you know, it's all, it's still the journey. We're still journeying. And by the way, who knows, I could, I could walk out of here and get hit by a car and that's it. I could, I could uh, live 10. Well, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, either, but yeah. I mean, but I, but yeah. I think it's important to always be aware that, yeah. you know, I, I think that we are, um, both infinitely valuable and entirely unimportant,
0: yeah, if that makes any sense. Yeah, you know invaluable I mean? and insignificant.
1: Exactly, yeah, exactly. 100%. And if we can always maintain that and know that right now, right here is all we actually have and to keep digging into the depth of the right here and the right now, which is why one of the reasons I'm so grateful that we're having this conversation because this is a right here, right now, let's be present and let's talk about what really matters you know, I can go talk about Shazam all day long and I'm grateful that we got to make an incredible movie that is really genuinely bringing people so much joy. Um, but, you know, that's that's all the trappings of what the most important stuff is, which is let's go heal the world. Let's go make this place a... Uh, 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 Let's go. T- let's go. Teach more empathy. Let's go. Feel more empathy. I mean, you were talking about earlier about um, you know the, the 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 knowing how much deeply more deeply we can love someone when we know someone. I mean, that's empathy, 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 empathy. You know, oh God, I just, uh, <laughs> I just,
0: <laughs> it's, I love it. It's bro. the best. I love it. Let's let's. Uh, I, I want to. We always do a final five yeah. at the end of every interview. Yeah. But before we do that, I do want to talk. About Shazam, yeah. because what I loved is you were talking about how like you felt like you got to play yourself in because some ways yeah. of the childlike, yeah. you know, man-child element to the role and character. I'm excited to go and see it this week. Yeah, actually, so yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. But tell me about that playful aspect of you and that joy that people are going to feel through you being able to be part of yourself. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I look. I, I've always,
1: um, I've always been like i said like a super energetic spaz of a kid and i and that's never really left me and uh I, when i was about 4 i realized that uh i could intentionally make somebody laugh and if they laughed they felt good and that made me feel good even aside from the applause or whatever i loved making people feel joy i loved it it's the greatest drug in the world and i and i and i feel like Genuinely, like when I do Broadway or what like I feel like I'm living out literally living out my purpose. And when you feel like you're living out your purpose, it is th- the most fulfilling thing ever, oh, really? more than anything. Um so uh but but part of that you know and, and I think also just part of working in this business you get to hopefully use your imagination and should use your imagination and I have always tried to hold on to that. I've always tried to hold on to joy. I love feeling joy. I love bringing joy. Um I love having therefore love having a great time. I love hosting parties. I like dance parties. I like singing. I like karaoke. I like riding motorcycles and jumping out of planes. I mean I this is just my personality. It's always been. And all of those things um you know I, I think I've tried to grow up and be a responsible human being in the ways that that's important, but I've also, you know, kind of shirked some of that stuff that where I feel like um, people tend to feel like, you know, well, we got to take this more seriously or we got to take, or, or rather take ourselves more seriously, which I think we need to do far less of, we need to take ourselves far less seriously. Mm-hmm. And uh, so all of those things, I think have, I don't know, helped kind of protect the little kid in me. Yeah. Um, and by the way, and maybe even some of my mental illness that I, again, I I'm so grateful to God that even all of that bad stuff he used or he, she or it or whatever used to maintain this, this, essence of who I am deep down inside and all of that I just got to filter right into the character I mean on top of the fact that ever since I was a kid I dreamt about being a superhero like I think most of us do I mean, all of us so all it's of total us wish do. fulfillment yeah. like you know I feel bad for a lot of the actors who play the serious superheroes which by the way most of them are most of them are very serious adults yeah. who are concerned with saving the world and so which I is know in real life <laughs> <laughs> exactly right yeah exactly but you know I know that Christian Bale was probably super chuffed that he got to be batman yeah. but he had to sit on it he had to like be, he was like oh my god i get to be batman and then the cameras were rolling it's like i'm batman yeah. you know <laughs> i got to just not i got to you know literally not rein myself in at all i all that enthusiasm that i felt for like oh my god i'm getting this dream job yeah. i just got to you know put that right into the character onto the screen plus hanging out with the kids um uh which of which we have a whole incredible and talented uh, cast of kids and that i worked with all the time and uh they would constantly remind me what it meant to be a kid, which in a lot of ways is just not having responsibility. Mm -hmm. They don't, they're able to still be silly and not take themselves so seriously until they start getting into like high school years. And then all of a sudden it's all about clicks and cool and all that garbage that, Oh my God, I can't wait to maybe do a school tour one day and go to high schools and say, Stop, stop, don't, don't care about social constructs anymore. Stop it. Go do all the homework, do all the things that your parents and your teachers are asking you to do. There's a whole life beyond high school. It's all just one big bubble. It's gonna blow up. You're never gonna see those people again. Oh my gosh, there's so much time that we waste wishing that we were a part of whatever this cool click is. And by the way, even that, I want to redefine the word cool. Cool. All the people that think they're cool or are trying to be cool are the least cool. Being cool means you're trusting. Being cool means you're not phased. You're not worried about fitting in. Let's go be actually cool. Let's not go try and be like, oh, I need to wear the right clothes or I need to have the right style or whatever that is. That's all nonsense. I can't, oh, I I want all that to die a horrible death. (laughs) Um, Yeah, for real. Um, But yeah, so on top of all that, yeah, just like, you know, getting to Getting to, to, to be that kid and bring that kid to life on screen is a lot yeah. of fun. But um, I really, again, like the the movie's done well, and I'm really grateful that it's doing well, not even just domestically, but internationally and all that. Uh, But the thing I'm most proud of in this film and the thing I'm most grateful for is that I believe that, you know, again, God is using me to portray a character that is bringing people joy. People are leaving the theater and they are floating a foot off the ground. Kids and adults are yelling Shazam as they're leaving the theater and feeling that uh, imagination come back to life in them again. And if, if, uh, if what I believe is true, which is... That I was put on this planet to to love people and to bring them joy, and that this is what is now happening
0: in my life. Like, it, I just
1: gratitude, just like the deepest gratitude, man.
0: That's awesome, man. I love that. And hearing you say that reminds me of something I read a while ago. Is I think it went. Along, I want to get this right. It went along the lines of, uh, we don't we don't stop playing because we get old. We get old because we stop playing. Yes. And and I think whatever play means to you as you get older, obviously you may not be messing around with action figures, maybe you are, but the point is of continuously having play in our lives yeah. and being playful yeah. and being childlike, not childish. Yes. And we see a lot of humans, we continue yes. to be childish, but not childlike. Yes. And I think keeping that fresh eyes, looking yes. at things as brand new, yes. living as if every day is just some new exploration and curiosity. Yeah. That, that can stay with us. So yeah. I love this, man. I'm going to ask you my big final five questions. Let's do it. Let's do uh, it. These are rapid fire, quick fire cool. answers. So, I mean, you'd be great at that. So here we go. The first one that I have for you is, this is this is probably a, a slightly trick question, but, uh, but I, I want to know anyway. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Teleportation. Oh, interesting. I've thought a lot about that. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, I just think, I think uh, teleportation, it would be A, a, a very fun, uh, but also probably the most handy and practical uh, because you can go, you can do anything from, you know, going on a trip uh, with all of your friends. We all know from the uh, lore of comic books that whatever you're touching goes with you with teleportation, so obviously as long as you can connect, like, all your fingers and toes to a bunch of bags and a bunch of friends and family, then you're all on a vacation together, which would be great. Or, if you're just feeling lazy and you want to zap, like, from your bed into the bathroom and then back again you know
0: what i mean it's yeah. it's very handy awesome second question you were saying you're even thinking about building like a communist space yeah if if the world if your if your ideal world ideal community ideal town or city had a set of ideals values and beliefs and habits what would those be Ooh.
1: <laughs> well um minimalism uh that's one of the things mm. I am uh, a huge proponent of minimalism I think that we we've all We've all been fed a lie for a really long time, uh, which ties directly into consumerism and materialism. And I really do believe it's a lie. We don't need all the things that we think that we need and we are now owned by what we own. And that is another thing that's leading us into more, uh, mental health issues. And, I I I want to get back to basics. Uh, so it'd be it'd be community. It'd be minimalism. Uh, it would be love and grace and tolerance and understanding and forgiveness uh, and more forgiveness and more forgiveness and more grace because I, those these are seriously lacking in the world right now. And empathy and more empathy. Uh,
0: yeah, and just uh, helping people heal. I love that. Yeah, I love that. If you could get the world to practice one habit or one tool for thirty days, what would that habit gratitude be? gratitude. Nice. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think that could change a lot too.
1: I, I mean, it's, again, I know it's, it's, I know it's different for everyone in, in every place that they're in, in their life. And I don't expect everyone to have as easy a time being grateful for where you are in your life. Um, but I, I, from my own personal experience to start with that, if you can get there, uh, it helps to put other things into place. And then it makes a lot of your life a lot easier.
0: I love it. Question yeah. four out yeah. of five. What's one big thing you want to learn this year? Anything you want to learn, something new you want well, to learn? Well,
1: you know, I, I, at New Year, uh, I was on a trip with a bunch of friends, and we were all, uh, on New Year's Eve, we were all talking about what was, if you could have uh, one word that described your last year, what would it be? And to be perfectly honest, I I, oh, I think, I think transformation was last year's because it was it was incredibly transformative time for me but then uh and what would be one one word for the next year and the word that i chose was uh patience Mm -hmm. so uh and then my friend actually made me this bracelet which is morse code uh that says uh forgiveness or it says uh, patience on it and i think i think that that's what i want to continue to learn this year because i've always been a super deep forward thinker of like future thinking and like, you know, like I want to go build this film studio and all the things that go with it. And I, I see it all in my head and I want it now. Mm-hmm. I want it to be right now because I want to, I want to be enjoying it right now. And I want all of my friends and family and strangers and everybody to be enjoying it right now. And I have to know that it's not up to me. This timing is not up to me. Your timing of your life is not up to you. Mm-hmm. We get to pay a play a part in it and a very significant part in that, but there are so many other factors that are going on. And so I really want to learn to just
0: be more patient in this life. Yeah. I love that. And the final five, fifth question, mm-hmm. what's an ideal role or collaboration for you in the future? Something that you'd love to have. Man. Could
1: be in any Oh, area. so many, <laughs> so many. Um, I don't know. I mean, from, from an acting standpoint, I mean, there's so many directors and other actors that I would love to work with and, you know, uh, so... I don't know. Working with Tom Hanks, I think would be pretty amazing. Yeah, He's always been my cool. idol, yeah. you know, since I was a kid. Yeah. Um, or, and to that matter, Steven Spielberg. You know, yeah. working for for him as a director. Um, but I, I, but outside of the acting world, yeah. uh, I, I do want to start recording more music. I, I don't know with whom or how that's going to work out. But then beyond that, uh, I really do want to somehow figure out how to parlay all of this stuff into more of. A leadership role in helping the world heal. You know, that's the collaboration that I really want to figure out and the trajectory that I really want to figure out. And again, I'm just going to wait on God and be patient for what that is going to look like. But yeah.
0: um, we should work on that together too. Let's j-
1: I would love to. Jay Shetty, we're going to do it. It's going
0: to happen. <laughs> when you say it like that, it feels like it's actually going to happen. Yeah, but, man. But Dude, no, I would love that. I would yeah. love that. No, but thank you, Zach. Like, honestly, you like really brought it today. Like the energy, this man is like, I'm sitting in front of him, he's sweating. Like he's like literally sweating. He's literally given like every ounce of his it's energy. Partly the coffee. Yeah, yeah, no, he's literally put every ounce of his energy into this podcast. So everyone who's listening, make sure you share this. Make sure you share what you've learned. Tag Zach, tag me as well on Instagram. I love seeing what people talk about. Took away. I love seeing what messages are the ones that really resonate with people. So if you are listening to this right now, make sure you put it on Instagram. Would love to check you out there as yes. well. Zach, thank you so much for turning up. Thank you so much Dude, for showing up. Th- Keep doing what you're doing on you. Instagram, using it as a platform for thank service, everything you. that you're doing. I'm so excited. Thank you. And thank I'm you. excited for our new friendship thank too. You. Love yourself, love
1: yourself, love yourself, love yourself, love others. You are lovable, you are loved, and you are worthy of that
0: love. I love it. That's Zachary Levi, everyone. Thank what you. Man. Thanks so much, Absolutely. bro. You're amazing, thank man. You. man. Thank you. Thank
1: you.